All right, how you doing, brother? Good. How are you, Justin? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I, it's uh, been uh, what two weeks since we last uh, talked? So um, two weeks, and it's yeah. the new year. A- anything uh, new happening with you recently? Mm, not really. Um, well, it's been snowing finally. It hasn't snowed in two years here, but it snowed like twice here, and I had to shovel some snow last week. So wait, really? <laughs> two years? Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't snowed in Philadelphia area in two years. That's but, crazy. Uh, yeah, in a matter of like a week, a week's time, snow twice, and we had to shovel. We had like eight inches. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of gotten used to it with the um, New Hampshire weather because in New Hampshire we just get like feet of snow every year. It just kind of falls and it just stays around. It never really melts until. March, March or April. Wow. Do you have to shovel? Yeah, I always have to shovel, which kind of sucks because um, we, we, um, my aunt and uncle offered me a free snowblower, yeah. but because they had an extra one where they bought a, they bought a new one. So they were going to give us the old one, but our driveway is just kind of like gravel. Oh, so yeah. it's, it wouldn't really be great because it would just scoop up all those little tiny rocks and stuff and just pelt them everywhere so we decided probably best to just hand shovel so it kind of sucks but i don't feel as bad because i gave the snowblower to my parents mm-hmm. so it makes me feel a little better because i'm like well they, they shouldn't be shoveling i, I can shovel <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah i mean my my good friend he like um He's a dentist uh, around these parts, and his driveway is kind of long. And he, I mean, what? There's no reason to own a. There's no reason to own like a snowblower. So yeah. he just like borrowed his dad's, and it really helped him out. But um, yeah, it's like it's like yeah. There's no point for us to have a snowblower because it rarely snows down here. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I remember in Pittsburgh, it would be like. It would snow like a couple inches, but then it would like melt relatively quickly or the rain would come. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. But yeah, up here it's like permafrost. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's get started with uh, the, what we wanted to talk about this week. Uh, you're planning yeah. a trip to the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah, definitely. So um, it's it's a long it's a long term plan. Um, don't know if we're going to be able to get it done this year, um, but it's it's like kind of like a, I'd say like a lifelong goal to try to hike the Grand Canyon. Um, nice. We were there. We were there in the Grand Canyon area about two years ago when we planned our annual uh, like anniversary trip. We you know we love to hike, so we went to Utah, Zion. Okay, um, and during the time we were there, uh, Zion was the main place that we went to, and uh, you know it was beautiful and all. But we had a couple of extra days where we also explored the national parks around there as well, um, and one of the places was the Grand Canyon. So, um, <laughs> so it took us like two hours to get there. We um, we went to the North Rim. And it was in October, uh, so wasn't really it wasn't really snowing. It kind of had a light drizzle uh, of snow when we we went there, but uh, yeah, it took us two hours to get there. Um, But when we got there, oh my gosh, it was so like impressive. We just like drove up and there's a hole in like the ground. Well, yeah, uh, one it's, it's that, crazy big. <laughs> oh, for sure. You you went to the Grand Canyon, right? On your, oh yeah. On your trip. Did you get to hike any of it at all? No. So when we went, um, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find a Grand Canyon uh, uh, job here <laughs> for the truck, but I can't I can't find one. It's I think it's set to the Crescent Village. I have to figure it out. But yeah, when we went to um, the Grand Canyon, we. We went to um, the Grand Canyon Village first, um, the main area, and we're like, this this was just packed. It's just so busy with people, and it didn't help. We were there in 
album was it? It was the end of July. So it's kind of midsummer peak season. So it was just packed. The buses were packed. And so we kind of took the bus off to like the other side of the, um, we were in the South room. So we went to the other side of the park where it kind of gets less touristy and we hiked like along the rim. We didn't really go into the Grand Canyon. We just kind of hiked along the edge. Yeah. And we just kind of hiked along too. We got to the end and then we took the bus back and then we camped in um, Desert View Campground, which is on the other side of the South Rim. And that was a lot cooler because it gets less busy over there. And then we kind of just did like small hikes around the rim over there. We still didn't go down into the canyon. Yeah. Um, we would like to go down one day. So same thing as what you mentioned, but I mean, one, we were out of, sh- we were pretty out of shape when we went. We're like, we're not really fit to do this right now. Two, it was the hot summer. We're like, this probably isn't the best idea. Definitely not. Um, yeah, we, yeah, you actually did more than we did. You actually camped, camped there. But when we were there, like I said, it took us like two hours to go from Utah to over there. And uh, so we didn't really have any, a lot of time to explore the place. But I kind of made it a, a goal to go back because I was like, when we were there, I was like, this is so beautiful. I wish we could just we could like go down there and hike. But it wasn't really in our itinerary. And I, you know, I asked my wife because I knew her sister, my sister-in-law, they did actually go down to the Grand Canyon and it's a mile deep. <laughs> yeah, um, it's insane. And, <laughs> yeah. And she like went out, went down there. I think she did camp down there. Um, but. You know, I found out that you can actually hike the length of the Grand Canyon from like either the north to the south or south to the north. And it's like a two day hike, two, three day hike. And, um, you know, I made it a goal to try to go back. Um, and maybe if it's just a trip for that, I I really want to go back. Um, but we've been planning for for that trip. And, you know, we had the same kind of realization um that we weren't really in shape and wanted to kind of get in shape before we went back and that was two years ago um but funny enough kind of uh the one of the bigger youtubers that i follow you you know dan becker the guy dan becker i don't recognize the name i don't think so oh he's he's a like avid hiker backpacker and he does like these these extreme not extreme but like really long trips um everywhere um you know all over the world and he hiked uh the grand canyon with you know his uh his friends and they're actually um doing like a documentary and so they're all like professional like avid hikers like professional um, uh, videographers and they were doing this um documentary and they went i think later towards the years like the beginning of the beginning it was just this just happened like last year like they went at the beginning of winter and it was just started to snow and he yeah yeah it's beautiful but you know, I've learned that that might not be the best time, like when, when there's snow um, happening, but he's like an avid hiker, backpacker. He should be like up to the task of hiking like a two day, um, two day hike uh, to, yeah. I think he, he, he did arrive in the North Rim and they tried to hike to the South Rim and they were going to go, okay. they were going to go to the South Rim and then come back again. And what happened was he, he got like chronic fatigue syndrome out of it oh wow like or something like that and it's like um he i think he didn't he only made it up to the south room and then weren't able to make it back and it's like you know for someone who does hiking all the time yeah for him to develop that i just (laughs) kind of like scared us a little bit anxious so Um, we were plant. We were lit. We bought all the supplies. We, you know, the the camps, um, the light, like light tents and everything. We were, yeah. We got all the supplies, but I don't think we were physically ready for it. Um, but that is still you know, a lifelong goal. I, I I feel like um to be able to to be able to get there and hike it. But yeah, I think I think you will eventually. Just have to. Yeah. 
like keep working on. I mean, I know you guys are probably more in shape than we are, so <laughs> you're, you're closer than we are getting. I don't, I don't know these days. I got, <laughs> got a gut, you know. <laughs> Do you need a permit to hike that route? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think anybody can okay. go down there. It's uh, you might you might need the national parks pass to get into the national yeah. park. Yeah, but I don't think you you need a permit. I know that you, national park pass is like amazing deal. Like we used it when we did our summer trip. And yeah, you just get into like all the parks for eighty bucks. It's it's a steal. I think when we bought ours it was like sixty bucks, but it was for two years, right? Yeah, nice. I, that must have been an old deal because the one I had was for only a year. So you must have got some deal when you bought it. Yeah, I think it, I think it was two years. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I know ours has expired, though. Oh, okay. But the best way to go about it is uh, to, if you do, if you want to hike the length of the Grand Canyon, is to either go to, you know, um, one of the sides, um, drive to one of the sides, and then when you hike to the other side, you take a, a shuttle back. Okay to the other side to your car or if you want to yeah. hike the full length then you don't have to <laughs> then it's like a week strip i believe and yeah, yeah but I would, i've seen watch videos of some people like literally <laughs> hiking the length of the grand canyon in a day have you ever seen that no like in a whole day like the whole length in one day yeah that's crazy that's they, they would start there's like so many videos there's a couple not so many but like a couple videos of people like starting really early and then they hike the length and you can you can watch watch them hike the whole length. That sounds like not a that sounds like endurance combined with strength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's like it's like you know, those people run like hundred mile marathons. Like yeah. So like how much did you guys plan for it before you decided not to like go forward with it or at least go forward with it like this year? Well, we, we, we bought our, t- we bought, um, you know, uh, I tested out my tent. Yeah. It was, the, oh, yeah, it was the half dome. Yeah. yeah. It was like the super light, but it was like really expensive tent from REI. It was like 400 bucks. Yeah. But my I couldn't God. set it up, but that was the tent <laughs> that we were going to use. I can't believe it. If it's two people, I can't even fit there. Fit there completely <laughs> yeah. Myself. Yeah, you'd be on top of each other. You'd be yeah. double double decker, right? <laughs> but we're—I was gonna take that tent. Um, I bought all the supplies, and we were ready to—we were ready to go. But yeah, it was kind of like watching watching the the video of that guy um, Dan Becker. It really yeah. kind of like, oh man, maybe we shouldn't just take this so lightly. Yeah. Cause we're not like professional hikers and stuff, but um, yeah, we were we we got all our supplies. I think we would just would not fit. I think we were three four months out to okay. doing it, um, but then we kind of put put it on the back burner a little bit. So, do you guys have like a work? Did you create like a workout regimen to like prep for it? <laughs> or are you just saying like when when we get to it, we get to it? Um. Well. We went to Colorado after okay. after the um, so yearly we have a yearly trip to different places. So yeah. um, Utah was two years ago. Last year we went to Colorado, um, and yeah, we like try to get altitude kind of adjusted, and also um, you know we hike around here too. Um, there's yeah. a trail called the Pinnacle Trail, um, Pulper Rock. And, um, yeah, just, um, you know, hiking those regularly. And, uh, yeah, the main thing is getting your endurance up. It's not really, like, elevation-wise that dramatic because you're going into the earth. You're not, like, going further up. So it's really just, like, endurance and not altitude adjustment. I was was at my body felt the worst when i was in colorado actually when we were there i had to adjust to the altitude like quick yeah it's difficult it's just the thinner air yeah were you in colorado we only drove well we spent time in denver but we were mostly just working 
remotely there. So we were in our hotel rooms a lot. And then we just explored the city. By the way, like, I was disappointed with Denver. I don't know. Have you spent any time in Denver? I'm with no, your we flew, in, Denver. We okay. flew into Denver. And, uh, but we were, we were staying near the Rockies. So okay. we, were, we flew in, drove an hour out, and then we were in the Rockies the whole time. So Denver is yeah. really like a city type type place. Yeah, because we, we knew we're like, okay, we're going to be in the city, but we knew we had to be in the city to work remotely for the week. So yeah. we're like, okay, we're going to stay at the hotel. We visited uh, one of Wilma's friends that uh, moved out there. And I was like, I've heard so many rad things about Denver over the past like couple of years. I was like, right, I'm excited to explore like the city of Denver and check out all the hipster areas. And it is the most boring city I've ever seen. Really? It, I should say boring. It's the most like fake boring city I've ever seen because everything is, at, they, it's hipster, but it's like real estate hipster. Like they say, okay, this place needs a unique coffee shop. Here's a unique coffee shop. Here's a Thai food place, Greek place, Indian place, and like American place all in one location. Then you drive like 20 minutes and it's the same like block of restaurants and coffee shops just with different names and styling. (laughs) But it's the same. It's like you took a real estate developer. A real estate developer just said, okay, this is what we need in this block to make it hipster. And this is what we need in this block to make it hipster. And it just, it didn't feel real. It just felt fake. And so we were both highly disappointed with it. I mean, if we go back to Colorado again, we're definitely like, okay, we're not working remotely and staying in the city. We're going to go out into like the woods because that's definitely the better area. You you have to. The, um, the American Rockies are gorgeous. And I think one of my best hikes was in Colorado. And uh, I believe it was Mount Ida was um, okay. like bordering on Mount Ida. Give me one second. I think it's Mount. Look, it's it's the Mount Ida loop, and the whole time okay. you're just like on the tundra, not the tundra. You're on the base of a mountain, and you just yeah. see the whole like landscape there. Oh, and that sounds spectacular. Gorgeous, and it's like the, I think the highest we got to was sub. 14,000 feet. Wow. And uh, you can drive up to the highest peak, which is like 14,000 feet. And it's, uh, you can go higher. And uh, there's some insane. of the tallest peaks in America are, are in Colorado. I don't think we went that high, but when we were driving to Denver, we took like the side road away from the interstate. Yeah. And it was where the, I think it was the Continental Divide was. And I can't remember the elevation. It was something over 10,000. It wasn't as high as 14. It was somewhere in between. But it was crazy just driving up because when we started, the temperature was like maybe 70, 80 degrees. And by the time we got to the top of it, it was like 40. It was so cold. Wow. Yeah, it's so so crazy, though. The weather there changes dramatically, too. Uh, you you have to go to like the Rockies or something. Yeah, when you go back to when you, if you do go back to um, Colorado, and um, there's a uh, what's it called? There? So when, the day we were there, we were going on a a, a hike. So um, we were there for a week. The second day, we wanted to hit the um, one of the most iconic trails there. It's like Long's Peak. And uh, when we were there two days prior, um, someone was reported missing. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and they couldn't find him. And uh, so we hiked that trail. And apparently this this guy. Did like, you find him? No, I didn't find him. <laughs> but they found his body, his, his, his body <laughs> like a, a few days later. And he was like, so apparently he, got, he went up there and he got lost there's like a higher route where you wanted to go up he wanted to go up he wanted to, i think he wanted to go through like some keyhole trail or something and uh it was it got dark and it wasn't like clearly marked that trail so a snowstorm had come or like a heavy sleet storm had come in and he was stuck and the oh, storm had blown in um like the next day so he just he was just like he just starved and froze to death up there oh my god it's terrible. that's crazy and we didn't know like he was like on the same trail somewhere oh wow. until they found the body like a few days later 
Wait, so you were on the same trail as him before they yeah. found him? Like while but they were we, we didn't find him, but we, yeah. we walked the same trail that he walked like two days prior. And then we, we, when we were about to leave Colorado at the end yeah. of our vacation, and um, we heard uh, <laughs> they found the body of this guy. <laughs> like, oh, you should have searched harder. You could have <laughs> saved his life, Billy. <laughs> no, nah, man. I, we, he, he was probably frozen already. Yeah. By the time it sounds like he was in a more remote part of the trail, too. I think, so, the Long's Peak, um, we hiked part of the same trail, but then we okay. were we 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 were actually going to go see one of the lakes, the glacial lakes, but he actually was, I believe, intending to go to Long's Peak, which was over fourteen thousand feet, um, and that was like a more challenging part of the the hike, and it's not clearly marked. That trail is not clearly marked. Yeah, it's never a good sign. No, no. In Colorado, one thing um, you have to be aware of um, is. What it's a lot of the trails are like tundras and okay. it's exposed. So when you go there, um, you want to hike in the morning. So the weather changes are extreme. So like in wow. the morning, it could be like sunny in the afternoon. It could be like thunderstorms. And especially if you're on a tundra, you're on an exposed mountainside. Yeah. You could straight up get strike, strike, stricken by lightning like easily. Yeah. So that, that would be insane. Yeah. Hopefully it never happens. <laughs> never yeah, happens to me. Yeah, I think I had my good I got good feel my good feel of like um the the Colorado American Rockies and it was a great experience. You need to That's go good. out there. Uh we definitely want to go back. Like we want to go back and just spend time in the Rockies, but during our trip we just spent so much time in like the southwest and the west like by the time we got to colorado where we were out of time and just needed to get back so we didn't have much time to explore the rockies but we definitely want to go again and just like explore that colorado rocky area for like a couple of weeks by itself do some off-roading do some hiking definitely isn't there like um a lot of four by four or like uh, off road trails that go through there, like famous ones. Oh yeah, there's the the really famous one I know of is the um, Imogene Pass. Oh, it's is that the, the one where that woman like woman's jeep like rolled down twenty two thousand feet? <laughs> it might have been, but because oh I know it's like it's really high up and it just it just becomes like you're saying like the tundra is just rocky, yeah, and it's just open. And you just see everything, but it's like, you know, I don't think the roads are too narrow, but like, you know, if you're not paying attention, you can just go off like the side of uh, the cliff and just keep falling. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we do it. yeah, I definitely want to do it. We should go. You can take your Jeep or I'll take the Tacoma. We'll, we'll do some <laughs> off early. Yeah. Let's do it. Because like, I don't so, think it's like... From what I heard, it's not like crazy off-roading, but it's like, you know, you just have to be prepared. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, because when you mentioned your uh, hiking trip for uh, Grand Canyon, like, I did a film on backpacking trip for Boy Scouts, and we had to do the thing where we went out to New Mexico. You hike around this ranch called Philmont. It was just uh, some guy donated to the Boy Scouts for, like, Mm -hmm. It's like a couple hundred acres, if not thousands of acres, just in New Mexico. Yeah. And, I mean, we got a lot of help from, like, the dads and the troops, and we were all, like, teenagers, but it was like they tried to let us do as much as possible, where, you know, you pack all the gear in the hiking backpack, the tent, the cookware, the freeze-dried food, the, like, stove equipment, the dishes, the toilet paper, you know, you have to be like, okay, we're only allowed, like, two rolls of toilet paper per person for like a whole week. So, you know, we have to crash the truck. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but, um, um, it's so, so yeah, we to do the, <laughs> I know, right? I can't see anything. Yeah. But, um, so we had to do the whole thing. But I remember it was like a lot of fun because, um, you know, you like got the whole experience from like packing for this long hiking trip and then actually executing it. Yeah. And after being gone for a week, hiking backpack, you kind of realize like, oh, I really don't need that much. <laughs> yeah, really. I think uh 
especially when you're when when you're like doing a, only a two day trip. What do you need? Like a change of like one change of clothes, maybe just like a sleeping bag. You don't really need like that big of a tent. Yeah, and just like eat like provi- like freeze dried provisions. You don't you don't need like to cook anything. Yeah. Yeah, basically, just like some hot water, something to boil water and clean the water, and then like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You guys should, you guys should hike. The, you guys should hike the Grand Canyon. We'll live vicariously through you guys. <laughs> we want to at some point. It's just yeah, we're out of shape, and we're like, we've been trying to get back into shape. We got a home gym to like do some workouts at home while we're like yeah. stuck working. But, are you um, doing? Are you doing any? Um, are you doing any? um like lifting yeah we've been doing more like i've been doing more lifting and then just like the hi the hit training hiit training yeah, yeah. i'm starting getting into that like i i heard about it but i've never done it before but because okay. we bought a used um used a squat rack from someone nearby yeah. with a bench and all the weight stuff but i was like we should get cardio equipment but we just don't want to spend more money so we're like well we can do like the hit training because you don't really need that much to do that so we just been yeah. doing that and it's been pretty good so far okay that's good that's good yeah i have a rowing machine and uh oh, nice. you might shameless plug here I, on, my, on my youtube channel it's called uh, <laughs> i'm really <laughs> good uh, and i do check uh, it out it's really yeah. good I'm Billy Goo, and I do uh, a lot of uh, calisthenics training. So it's like body weight exercises and working on good form for, uh, you know, doing like pull-ups, push-ups, just body weight exercises. And uh, yeah, well, I have a, so for cardio, I especially during the winter times, it's, it's tough to run outside. So yeah. I have a rowing machine. It's like 500 bucks off of Amazon. And it's oh, nice. worked out great. How do you like that? Uh, amazing. It's like, okay. yeah, I, I go, I go ham for like 15 minutes and I'm <laughs> done. And Cause it also okay. works on my arms too, which I yeah. working towards being able to one of my year goal, uh, new year's resolutions this year is to be able to perform like a perfect slow pace controlled, um, well executed muscle up. So it's like What's going that? all the way up, like a pull up, but like all the way up. Uh, okay. So it really helps with that movement um, when I'm rowing. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. You should get it. Yeah, we might have to look into that because we thought about, at first we thought about getting like a treadmill, but we're like, wow, the treadmill is just like kill our knees so much. Yes, it's, it's yeah. bad on your knees. So then we're like, maybe, maybe we can get like a, a bicycle. And then, but then we don't have much room here. So we're like, maybe a rower machine because it kind of would fit. The way our basin's laid out, the row machine would fit in pretty well. So we might might look into that. And you can lift it. So my rowing machine, it can be lifted up. So it takes like probably like two feet by two feet of space. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, it's even better. Maybe even less. Like you can you can lift it up. Does yours have the the water in it, like the real water? Mine does. Mine does, okay. but it's sealed in there. Okay. Like what? Like what? I've always wondered, like why have the real water resistance versus just like a cable system? Right. I don't know. I think it feels more natural. Um, okay. Because the turbine, when you push in the water, it kind of has that fluidity, like natural, um, like movement back and forth. Uh, I. Okay. And I also thought it would looked cool that I, I, I bought that one, but <laughs> I mean, it does look cool. <laughs> there's like a hundred dollar ones that's like just the strings, okay, that are cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see the water ones, and like that looks cool <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Like, my nephews, when they come to our house, it's like you're not supposed to like sit on the chairs, and but they just go down there and like. Just jump on it, like do whatever. It's like, they, they so really you're like saying it. it's durable? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid proof. Yeah. You looking for a sponsorship from them? <laughs> I don't even remember the brand. If anything, uh, yeah. if anything, I would say um, 
I don't know. I just started thinking about all the equipments that I use. Rogue, Rogue Fitness, Rogue Equipment. Yeah. Okay. Me. <laughs> yeah. I did look into them when we were looking to get the gym equipment, the new one. We yeah. came across the Rogue Equipment stuff. They were so nice. Yeah. They are. I like, of course, you can get like the squat rack, like colored too. You can get them in yeah. different color combos. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I want that. But I, someone nearby was selling one really. We got the squat rack, a bunch of weights. Yeah. Weight stand, bench, um, a bunch of other miscellaneous like accessories to the squat rack. Like the, mm-hmm. he got he had some pulleys, pull down bars, um, the Olympic dumbbell, the bar, Olympic barbell, nice. other barbells, and everything for only a thousand dollars. Are so they rogue? Like, you said they're rogue. Yeah, they're the rogue ones. Wow, nice. Yeah, so we're like, that's a steal. So we're like, okay, we're gonna take this. I mean, it's their lower end tier. It's not like the super nice one, but yeah, yeah. you know, for a thousand bucks, it was a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, and uh, one. So I got parallel parallettes. They're kind of like these things where you can. They're kind of like smaller ones where you can do like calisthenics uh, movements oh, okay. in them, like L sits and stuff. Um, and you can, it can help you with your push-up form. But I also got a kettlebell from them. Okay. And I've been doing, like, kettlebell exercises. There, yeah. I got a 35-pound one. Um, so, yeah, really good stuff. So, if you want any time, like, just check out my channel. It's, like, really, really nice. If you want to sponsor me, Rogue, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to check out. I, I keep forgetting you have that channel. And I was like, yeah, I should watch it. I learn how to do better form. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, this uh, that's like one of my, like I would say, especially for YouTube, it's kind of like, you know, I, I want to focus on like a lifelong passion, which is like, okay. fr- like kind of like calisthenics and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that kind of stuff in addition to kind of like adventure videos. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I have not been getting out there too much recently. So it's yeah. tough because it's like, you have to allocate the time to get out there. Like one, you have to plan it, then you have to go out there, but then you have to be like, okay, once you're out there, you have to plan to not be doing work. So <laughs> it's kind of it's like three things have to align and like make it difficult. Yeah. Okay. But you have a trip coming up, right? Yeah, we're going to um, Puerto Rico um, to visit Wilma's family. So first we're going to drive down to Pittsburgh uh, mostly explore Pittsburgh, hang out with my parents for two weeks. Then we're going to fly into Puerto Rico. We're not exactly sure of the itinerary yet. We're thinking we'll spend a weekend in San Juan, explore San Juan. Then yes. we go to Mayaguez, which is on the uh, west coast of the island. And that's where women's parents live. So we'll nice. hang out with them. And then we'll probably be there for like a week or two work remotely from what was parents house then we'll we're thinking we'll drive back to the east coast and there's some it's i can never pronounce it right it's called vaquez vaquez i i i'm butchering the name and Wilma gives me a deadpan look every time i mispronounce it because she corrects me every time but i literally literally i literally cannot say in one year out the other pretty much and um but it's like one of the smaller islands off of puerto rico and it's it's more remote it has only a few homes there it has like more like more nature so we're gonna we're gonna try and go check out that area because it's pretty cool there's also like bioluminescent bays around there as well so we're gonna try and do that so that's the plan and then after we do that we'll take time off to actually do more of that exploration and then we'll go back, hang out with Wilma's parents one to fly back. Because the last time we went to Puerto Rico, we didn't take too much time off because we had the summer trip coming up. So we wanted to try and conserve our vacation days. But I will tell you, Billy, all the stereotypes you hear about Puerto Ricans is true. It's they always party. Like I heard, I heard these stereotypes going into it and Wilma told me about it. I'm like no way is that always true like they don't always party they're not so social but you go there and everyone's partying everyone's just talking you know it takes a half hour to get through three cars in a drive-thru because everyone's just chit-chatting like 
like <laughs> shooting the shit. We were driving one day. There's just like there were like three ambulances pulled off on the media, not doing anything other than talk with each other. There was no accidents. They were just parked on the media and chit chatting with each other. And I'm like, my God, everyone's just chill here. But when I was there, I'm like, it's it's um, uh, what's the word? It's like relaxing. Like I just you just relax. Laid back. Like you, yeah, laid back. You just embrace it. I'm like, wow, this is so much different from like the culture I grew up in where it's like constant, like work, always work, always achieve for like something more. And then it's like, here, it was just like, we're just enjoying the weather, relaxing, enjoying lights. Yeah. Just chillaxing. Like this is amazing. Yeah, definitely. That should be fun. Yeah. But yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, Puerto Rico, um, it's always fun planning for the weather for Puerto Rico because at first I was like, well, I'm just going to pack shorts and uh, short sleeves. And then I realized I get sunburn almost immediately with that. So I bought some UV shirts and uh, that helps tremendously to like have UV shirts down there because even when we go into the water um, yeah. and the beach, I'm usually wearing, I'll wear shrimp, swim trunks with like, um, uh, swim shoes, water shoes for mm-hmm. just like rocky areas, but then I'll have like a hooded UV shirt so I can like, I'm like fully covered, like every, anything that's exposed above water is fully covered in UV protection because I burn like a crisp. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I got, I, once I had the UV shirts, I get away with like not, not that badly burned. Well, that's good. That's good. Man. Yeah, that would be, that'd be awesome. But yeah, so like, because um, you guys did a trip to, was it St. Kitts or the Bahamas? Oh, St. Croix. Yeah. St. Croix. Yeah. How'd you Virgin, like that? U.S. Virgin Islands. It was uh, my sister-in-law. Um, they lived there for like five years, five, six years. And uh, yeah, it's like paradise, you know, but it's yeah. like, when you're it's whenever I'm in those kind of places, um, like uh, the tropics, uh, it's like you're there and it's like hot and like bit yeah. by mosquitoes all the time. <laughs> it's like miserable. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're there, you're not like realizing it. But when you come yeah. back, you're like, oh my gosh! Like the water is like completely clear. You can see yeah. like forty feet down, and like there's there's just like it's like paradise but then you come back but when you're there you don't like kind of like live in the moment i think that's that's part of the thing kind of like living in the moment yeah i feel like yeah yeah i feel like it's easy to like forget like how amazing it is when you're there and i mean i noticed this with like wilma's parents or specifically like her mom and her mom's side of the family because, like, yeah. all they do is, like, gossip. They're like, oh, can't believe this. Can't believe that. And then, so you come back to the stage, you're like, wow, they have it so nice down there. It's, like, it's one of those things you don't realize, like, what you have until, like, you don't have it. And then you're like, wow, it's pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's that's for sure. But um, back to, like, the travel planning. Like, mm-hmm. when you're packing, like, aside from, like, like the main things like tent, sleeping bag, food. Is there like anything you pack that you're like, oh, I really like need to have this, even though it's not a necessity, you still want to have it. Right. So prior to that, I, we didn't, I've never really camped out by myself in a camp, in a tent ever. So really didn't think about it that much. Um, but I would say, I think more recently, I think I, I've realized you you kind of need like protection from wildlife. That really scares me. Like if I, if I ever encounter like a bear or something, yeah. and I don't have anything to uh, on me that I can use to scare them away. Yeah, I would be concerned. I think that would be like my my main thing. I would need to have like some type of bear spray or something like that. Oh yeah, I dive. I absolutely need to have. Did I ever tell you about the bear bear spray story? 
that no. type of bias. So, yeah, I feel the same way about the bear spray. And so, one day or one one year, we decided to go camping in rural Maine, and this was like around the New Year's time period. And we're gonna be camping and like partly in a cabin, partly in a tent. Yeah. And I was like, we're gonna be kind of remote on our own, and it's gonna be winter. There's not gonna be a lot of people around. Like we should have some bear spray protection in case there's a bear. Yeah. And so. You know, not thinking anything. I was like, well, well, we should get some bear spray. And we stopped by Kidder's Trading Post. And I'm like, looking in the outdoor section, it's like, I can't find any bear spray. I'm like, where's the bear spray? It's an outdoor trading post. You would think they have like guns, they have hunting equipment, they have anything, anything and everything you can imagine for the outdoors. They have tents, cooking stuff. I was like, how do they not have bear spray? And I asked someone, I was like, excuse me, do you have bear spray? He's like, uh, yeah, there's some over there. I think there's some left. And he gave me the weirdest look. I was like, what? I'm looking for bear spray. What's what's the weird part about it? <laughs> and then I got, I bought the bear spray, came back to the Tacoma. And then I said, like, all right, I got the bear spray. And then we're driving, we're driving. And then maybe another hour into the drive, we're like, oh, the bears are hibernating because <laughs> it's January. <laughs> it was, it just dawned on us. We we completely forgot that fact that bears do. And we're like, wow, I can't believe No wonder the guy gave me the weird look. He's like, why do you want bear spray now? It's like, <laughs> bears are hibernating. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to feel like, uh, you know, like not one of the locals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably like this, this uh, city slicker has no idea how bears operate. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, agree. It's always you know, good to have bear spray. For sure. For sure. And we were in uh, Banff, and that's the Canadian Rockies. Um, yeah. And uh, we, were hike- we were there, it was like October, so it was towards more like the beginning of winter um, season. So you really didn't need to kind of mind the bears, but like they had signs everywhere. Like, you gotta go in a group whenever you're hiking. Because the, like, you just like make make noise and no no bears will be like will follow you, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, you just have to like, I it depends on the bear, right? Because the grizzly bears are the ones that are gonna be aggressive and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and like chase after you, F you up. Yeah, I know. Um, you've watched it, watch Expedition Overland, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah so like, like, I have one of their one. One of the trips they went on Alaska, they had bear spray. They had a, a noisemaker, so it like fires off like a, it's basically like a flare that just makes noise instead of light. So I try and scare the bears away. And then on top of that, they had a gun just in case. It's like the final, the final like prevention if the first two don't scare the grizzly yeah. bear away. But yeah, as for um accessory equipment i always like to have my portable espresso machine because <laughs> um, so that's one of your that's one of your necessities well, yeah what, what's your necessity a I portable say, like, espresso machine <laughs> it's a portable espresso machine because yeah wilma got it for me where it's it's just pump operated so you put the coffee grinds in one side along with like boil, hot boiling water and then you just press a little lever and it pumps to make the pressure and it, espresso comes out of there and and it's like yay big it's like maybe um a little less than a foot long it's probably like eight ten inches long and like maybe a couple inches wide and it's a cylinder and i take it with me whenever i can because i always need my espresso because I don't know. I, I might be dependent on it, but I try having tea, and it just like doesn't do doesn't do it for me. And then like I don't want to have to like always like go to find a coffee shop or like take those like energy drinks with me. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, it'd be nice to have my like morning espresso. So I I got this portable espresso machine to be able to always have my my coffee even if we're in the like remote areas. <laughs> That's awesome. Everybody has their one thing that they can't live without. Yeah. Yours is caffeine. What's yours? 
It's probably caffeine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have a coffee every day. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I'm dependent on yeah. it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, but I would say my car. I I don't. I think I would need to be able to drive the car that I want every yeah. day. Like wherever I'm living, um, I need to be able to drive. Like I feel like you know I when we went to you know when I went to Europe, um. You've been to Germany before, and you know you you think like oh this is like you know whenever you go somewhere you're like oh maybe I could live here, yeah. um, but then I realize like there's nowhere to drive like the U.S. Yeah. has like the best like driving roads, yeah. <laughs> so probably it definitely like, it's a driving culture, yeah for sure, for sure. And there's so much open area too, yeah. USA. No, <laughs> USA number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool. That's cool. So you like the Grand Canyon when we were um I remember we I feel like we, we were in the north room, right? And you were in the south room. And I yeah. what we were what we heard was the north room has better views. Yeah. But it's not there's not is not as accessible accessible as the south room. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Better views and less busy. Yeah, and I uh, this past trip I wanted to go to this um, North Rim, mm-hmm. but um, it's yeah, you're right. It's just so out of the way. You have to like dedicate time to get to that part of uh, Grand Canyon, and it's like just the way the rest of our trip planned. It's like okay, do I want to go to the North Rim and like sacrifice a day of doing something else, or yeah. do we just want to? accepted for the south rim and be able to do other things yeah but isn't it crazy i don't know if for for if for you like on the south rim but for us we were driving through forest for like an hour and then all of a sudden a hole in the ground just appeared it was literally (laughs) like we drove through like these not i don't know if it was pine trees but a bunch of these trees in this foresty area and we got first of all it was like foggy so we didn't really, weren't able to see how deep it was but when it cleared up in the afternoon it was literally like a mile deep down the ground <laughs> it's the craziest thing it it can it really is like for the south room it's like you're it's pretty much what you just said but except for a forest it's like desert desert and yeah then it's just a giant hole in the ground <laughs> yeah that's crazy, but it's a shame um, that you. Whenever we kind of like we were out on one overlooks and seeing like a bunch of like a bunch of descriptions of how fog was coming from California. Oh, like smog. Like, oh, smog. That's crazy. yeah. It's a shame you can see because you can see um, the smog within the canyon. And uh, apparently it was, like, much clearer, like, decades ago. And they showed, like, that's that's progression. Yeah, I don't think I ever heard about that. Like, I heard about how the smog is there, but I didn't know it used to be much clearer. Yeah, it it used to be. You're on the other side of the road there, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all over the place. I I clearly can't talk and drive at the same time. (laughs) Um, did um, Did you start the Red Dead Redemption? No, I did oh, I know, sorry. I've been meaning to, but I got sidetracked with uh, Elite Dangerous. I've been playing Elite Dangerous. What's lot. Elite Dangerous? Is that a first-person shooter? No, well, yes and no. It's a first-person shooter, but in space. So, oh, what? Yeah, you, you're a uh, fighter pilot, or you're a spaceship, um, and it's a full-on sim. Like, there's really no, like, single storyline. It's just an open-world sim. But they, it's it's a full Milky Way galaxy, and they they modeled it as a one to one relationship with the real Milky Way galaxy, and and players discover players discover um, the universe as you go, and only like 06 percent of the the Milky Way galaxy has been discovered by players so far, and it's just I. It, the technicalities how they did is pretty impressive. I don't fully understand it, but it's basically some sort of algorithm that just 
uses existing knowledge of the galaxy to randomize content when players stumbled upon a new area that hasn't been reached before. Wow. And it's really cool. And um, I I played it a while ago and I stopped playing it and I just got back into it. But it's it's a whole universe where you can do whatever you want. You can be a you can do piracy, you can do transportation, you can do asteroid mining, you can do like you can go down to the worlds. It has like a first person shooter with like a person now. You go down, you can like raid a base and like you can do whatever you want. You can fight aliens. It's a full open world. What's it called? And uh, Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous. Yeah. You should check it out. I, I've been streaming myself on Twitch playing it. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you can. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But okay. It's a lot of fun. That's cool. So, so you play online? Yeah. You can play online or solo because they have um, they have multiple modes. You can play online where you can run into other players. Or, but they also have a solo mode where it's still connected to the internet mm-hmm. and you're basically playing the NPCs and like ghosts of other players that exist in the game, but it's not their live, their uh, live characters. Wasn't there, a, what's it called? A no Man's Sky or so, there's like a new game, Starfield? Star Citizen. Star Citizen. Star Citizen. No, there was an open world like it's like I think it's called Starfield. Starfield. Oh, yeah, that just like that. recently came out. Starfield. Anyways, but that's yeah, that sounds cool. Oh yeah. Oh, Starfield. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It's similar to that. I would say Elite Dangerous is more expansive. I haven't mm-hmm. played Starfield yet, so I don't really know. Yeah. I think Starfield has like more storyline. It's more storyline oriented, whereas Elite Dangerous is more like open world sim type game. Got it. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, it's pretty fun. I I enjoy it. So I I get I got obsessed with it. So I'll probably play that for a little bit, and then I'll switch over to Elite or into Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. Like ever since I heard like GTA Six is coming out. Then like yeah. there might be a Red Dead Redemption three. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Red Dead Redemption two again. It's <laughs> like obsessed again. It's just like so many things you can do. Yeah, because that's an open world too, right? Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, there's online too, but I, I don't think the online has been had much support um, over yeah. its like lifespan. But it was the same way with GTA five, right? Because they have. GTA Online, but it's never really like got huge. No, GTA Five Online is big. Really? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Did, I had no idea. I just always, I just heard like it wasn't doing that great. Oh yeah. Clearly, I'm reading misinformation. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> oh, crazy! Dallas gas station. <laughs> <laughs> You said you did a night drive? Yeah, I didn't realize I was doing a night drive till I started driving. I was like, ah, crap, it's night. Not really the best for uh, streaming for a podcast. <laughs> well, they for a podcast, they're going to focus on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. People came here for the audio of you and me, not for the People game. came here for the, the podcast content. Yeah, Not for exactly. the video game content. The video game content is just a plus. <laughs> it's exactly. just a, it's it's a like sprinkles. exactly yay do you um for um can you make it oh oh just barely oh i mean i would have i would have if this was real life this truck would be like deep smithereens by now (laughs) yeah but um for traveling stuff, do you use, have you used Onyx or Gaia yet? Um, I know Onyx, a lot of people use on for the YouTube channels I watched, a lot of you people yeah. use Onyx, um, but I, I have not used those apps before. I, I, I used, I use both and I, I used How to use like Gaia. I really like Onyx. Um, I used to use Gaia all the time, but yeah. 
Onyx really capitalized on the fact that Gaia never really focused on off-roading because mm-hmm. they would highlight the trails and you could bring in maps. Um, I mean, look at here. like You can see this uh, truck over here is off-roading. It's got mm-hmm. the off-road mods. On top, of, um, on top of the other truck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gaia would let you bring in maps and overlays for like multiple road uses. Yeah. But it never was like off-road oriented like onyx is because onyx will highlight featured trails be like here's a featured trail uh recent people who drove on it can leave a review of the trail they can say the status of it is it washed out is it still in good condition has the difficulty gone up or down since its last rating and it's just so off-road focused i i really like onyx for off-roading the one minus is it's heavily focused on the west coast so it was amazing when we were out there in the West Coast. But on the East Coast and the Northeast, it's still kind of word of mouth. Like there's so many trails in the New England area that the only reason I know about it was because I signed up for a trail ride series with a local guide group. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, here's all the trails. This is where we can go on them. But um this one is private land. This one's public land, you know, so be courteous going through here. And it's not really like an actual trail like it is out west. It's just kind of like uh, class six or class four roads that go partially through right. public land and private land. So it's just still word of mouth. It's not really mapped anywhere. So be one of their mappers. I, I, you know, I thought about signing up for it. And yeah. I was like, you know, that would be cool. That would be a cool job to have. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I might have to look into that. So do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to do um, it's a couple of the side side businesses I'm doing is like, um, because you can map stuff in uh, Gaia and Onyx and export as a GPX file. So I created a Patreon file. They're like shameless plug here is I've created a Patreon group where people can just buy my GPX files. Yeah. You know, I I pre-made pre-made like custom routes for like going from one area to another for sightseeing, not yeah. just for off-roading, but to do off-roading and sightseeing and see different waypoints. And you can download the whole GPX file and upload it. Mm-hmm. So it's been like some of the side projects I'm working on. Oh, that's another cool. one. Yeah, another one I've been working on is like um, an off-road vehicle database where, you know, because right now you just find out about all these mods by going to everyone's individual websites or going to forums. I was like, what if there's a centralized database for all this stuff? So I'm kind of working on that and decide to. That's cool. Got ourselves an entrepreneur here. I know. (laughs) <laughs> entrepreneur that doesn't make any money throughout. <laughs> well, nobody makes money in the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I keep telling myself. <laughs> you'll you'll eventually get there. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I, well, I think cool. we, we yeah, made it we covered everything on our list. Yeah, I think we covered all the <laughs> the bases. Do you have anything here. else? No, I think uh I think uh more to come. There there'll be yeah. more to come. Like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think as far as this week, we covered the, the topics pretty completely, I think. I think so. Yeah, Justin. Yeah. And the next yeah. podcast we can do from um, Pittsburgh, because I'll be in Pittsburgh. We can do a nice. podcast. <laughs> you can have your dog join, your mom can yeah. join. Uh, yeah. Your... <laughs> I'll be a fun podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Cool. But, hey, um, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me. Wanna, oh, no, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Anything else you want to plug before we head out? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's not my aim. That's not my aim. No, no, it's a shameless plug away. Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have any other, um, other thing going on. But yeah, just uh, my my channel is I'm Billy Goo. I'm Billy Goo. I am Billy Goo. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's cool. All right. Check it out. Yeah. Thanks, Justin. Right. And enjoy. Um, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> I forgot that. Puerto Rico. No, no, no. And I was going to say the uh, 
Elite Dangerous. Oh, Elite Dangerous. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I might I might stream it after this. That's awesome. You gotta right. make you gotta make back you gotta make money however you can, you know? Exactly. Hustling. Hustle. In the arena. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks, Justin. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening. All right.